0: Ted Audio Collective. So, I guess my question is: Was there anything you saw in Bob that you recognized in yourself that might have been Ooh.
1: behind tweeting that? Ooh. Oh yes, honey, <laughs> it's getting real up in here. Honey, <laughs> yes. Bob. Hi, I'm Ben. I suffer from a condition called writer's block. It strikes when I'm at work.
0: And welcome back to Conversations with People Who Hate Me, the show where I take negative online conversations and move them offline. I'm your host, Dylan Marin, and today, I'm moderating a call between strangers. If you're familiar with RuPaul's Drag Race, the popular reality competition show where drag queens compete to win a cash prize and the title of America's Next Drag Superstar, then you likely know one of today's guests, The winner of RuPaul's Drag Race season eight, Bob the Drag Queen. As a contestant, Bob was a huge hit with viewers and judges alike, but not everyone was a fan. As is the case with many reality competition shows, some audience members feel compelled to vocally trash the contestants they don't love which is exactly what happened when James, a British viewer of RuPaul's Drag Race, took to Twitter a few years ago to tweet, I really, really, really don't like Bob the Drag Queen. Now, if you're not familiar with Bob, RuPaul's Drag Race, or even drag culture, that's totally okay. This episode is about so much more than that, and we cover a lot of ground, from why we share our fleeting opinions about celebrities to self-confidence to how we use social media when we're feeling low. It's a lovely conversation. First, I'll speak to Bob, then to James, and then I will connect them to each other. So, let's kick things off. Here is Bob.
1: Hi, Bob. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> you have a. Uh, you, Do you know that you have a slightly different podcast voice than your? Really? Yeah, it's slightly different. I wonder. It's if more It's more inviting.
0: That's so more. Or in, just my, softer. Yeah. Well, I wonder. It feels to me like the same thing, but in the way that we all are naturally performative people when we're like, uh, we're different when we're on camera. We're different when we're talking to a person. For sure. Yeah, we're different in all those ways. That's so funny. In my mind, I was just like, all right, and now we're recording. Well, you
1: listeners don't know, but Dylan sounds like uh, Gilbert Gottfried. when He was like, oh, welcome to my home. (laughs) It's so good to have you. I'm glad you're outing me right now. Hi, Bob. How are you?
0: Hi, Bob. Yeah. (laughs) Um, This is all a ruse. Hello, listeners. Letters, um, this uh, this is all fake. And you can be the real you. Go yeah. ahead, let <laughs> loose. Wow, <laughs> uh,
1: I can't even do it. I it would hurt my throat. Uh, doing Gilbert doesn't. Um, I, I yeah. You know, Gilbert doesn't even talk like that. I met him before. He doesn't oh, really? really talk like that. Well, it's like what a stage talk thing. Like? What if he um, talks like me and then yeah. <laughs> my his, podcast His real voice, voice is your podcast oh voice my and God. vice versa.
0: Wow. We're like the Stranger <laughs> Things. We're the upside down versions of Bury, each
1: other. Very that. Freaky Friday. Oh,
0: um, very that. Freaky Friday. Lindsay Lohan. The Lindsay Lohan version. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Of
1: course. God bless us all. I met Lindsay Lohan recently.
0: Really? How was she?
1: She's seemed cool. She's yeah. like some lady. God bless her. Yeah, just some lady. She's living her life. Yeah, she has a new reality TV show.
0: I know. I know.
1: Wait, I want to get to you, though. Oh, I, have, I know. I have a bad habit of derailing.
0: No, I love the, de- the derailing is like what makes this good. <laughs> but, Bob, you are, let me just say the full legal name, Bob the Drag Queen. Yes,
1: Bob uh, Roberta Elaine the Drag Queen.
0: <laughs> Bob Roberta Elaine the Drag Queen. Yeah. Perfect. People might know you for many things. People might know you as the winner of RuPaul's Drag
1: Race Season 8. That's how most people would know me.
0: Yeah. Right. Or yeah. um, they might know you as a comedian. They might. They might. How, how do you identify artistically?
1: I say I'm a comedian. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a. I used to say I'm a performer, but if I'm if I'm like traveling, I'll probably go. What are you doing here? I go. I'm a comedian. Yeah. Um. Then yeah, they might know from RuPaul's Drag Race. Um. M- much fewer people might know me from the film Cherry Pop, mm-hmm. or even fewer people would know me from the show uh Playing House. Mm-hmm. And even fewer people <laughs> would know me from my stand-up comedy special, Suspiciously Large Woman. On Prime. On Amazon Prime, yeah. So get out there. Go out there and watch it.
0: So you are a persona that a lot of people know. Um, you are a person a lot of people know. You have a lot of fans. Um, and for good reason. I'm a huge fan myself. Oh, thank you. So I'm telling you right now. But tell me about who you are in the kind of mundane way. Like what we might not know about Brock. Rob, what about Rob. Who's I think you Rob? might not know my name. Uh? <laughs> I've never, I've never heard of you before. Um, what don't we know about Bob the drag queen? Tell us mundane stuff.
1: Well, you know, I really love. Uh, my friends would say that I hate eating in restaurants. Mm-hmm. I really prefer to eat at home, mm-hmm. but I don't cook. I never cook, actually. Mm. I'm trying to get over this, but I really am big into, like, if people are like, where should we eat? And everyone's like, name me, like, nice places. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, I just want to go to, I just want Domino's delivered to the apartment mm-hmm. and we could just watch, like, videos on YouTube. Amazon yeah. or yeah. YouTube or yeah. Netflix. Um, I mean, I travel a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not home terribly often. I live in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. My life really is mostly working mm-hmm. and preparing to work, which mm-hmm. is
0: working. introvert extrovert where do you fall on the
1: spectrum somewhere between the two I mean I am an on stage extrovert and amongst my friends I am an extrovert but in rooms of people that I really don't know I'm not really much of a chatty Kathy yeah No offense to all the listeners named Kathy (laughs) or any listeners named Chatty. Yeah. Um, Who knows?
0: Maybe the last name is Kathy.
1: Maybe you really pinpointed someone. That one lady, (laughs) Chatty Kathy. Kathy. And she's like, wow, I feel seen. Which to be fair, your parents probably should have really thought that name. Yeah, Um, but maybe they didn't. And that's okay. um, Um, But I mean, I am in in situations where I don't know a lot of people. I tend to be a little bit more introverted uh unless the spotlight's on me. Mm -hmm. And then I'm really extroverted. Yeah. Yeah.
0: How did you get into drag
1: Ooh, um, I saw it on Drag Race, mm, and I, really? I, yeah, I watched season one, and I was like, "Wow, this looks." I was, and I watched BB harbor and I thought she was so regal and so mm. beautiful. And then I said to myself, "I bet I could do that," and that was literally the whole. Wow! And I was like, "I bet I could do. I could do that." That's same thing. wild. So then I started immediately, immediately doing drag during season one of Drag Race, like while it was still airing. And then I just started going out. I did like four competitions a week, uh-huh. and I kept going until eventually someone thought i was funny they uh-huh. hired me and then someone else thought i was funny and then i just kept getting hired and hired and then before i went on a drag race i was doing probably like six to eight shows a week yeah. in the city wow yeah and then here we are and here we are and now i'm doing and now i've made it all the way to yeah. conversations with people who i
0: know <laughs> this is this is the peak i think every I made it contestant
1: w p w
0: h m work yeah of course, there is a flip side to being very successful and very known and very loved as you are, which is seeing a lot of negativity about yourself. The haters. The haters. The haters.
1: <laughs> the haters. <laughs> That's the
0: new name of the podcast. Yeah, the haters. Um, how does it register with you? Do you pay attention to it at all?
1: I do pay attention to it, and it registers different depending on what they say and where I'm at in my life. Like When mm-hmm. I was on Drag Race and I would get negativity, it was it you know what happens is when you do drag race you like create something or you collaborate with someone and then you present it to the world yeah and then the judges critique you yeah right in front of your face mm-hmm. like right. really panel you. of judges yeah and then you go home uh-huh. and then you rewatch it on television in front of the world yeah and then the fans go online and they critique you and then people make videos where mm. they review the whole episodes and then they critique you and yeah. then people critique the people critiquing you yeah. and then people chime in with their opinions about your looks and your makeup and your jokes and your comedy and your just and not just it but also just like your, your just face, whole essence yeah. your body yeah <laughs> your every, existence your existence yeah. everything about you yeah um and uh it can be heavy sometimes um but over the time I, i've I've grown to just like it. It bothers me a lot less these days.
0: Let's pivot to what we're here to do. Um, we are here to talk to a guy named James, and he tweeted a few years ago. I really, really, really don't like Bob the drag queen.
1: Was it like in relation to something? Was it? A, was it? A, was it a, a on a thread?
0: Nope. It was just a tweet. Solo tweet. Solo tweet. That tweet, tweet. solo exists. Tweet tweet. Um, so I know this is not impossible question, because you have no idea who this person is, but just given the very little information that you have, what is your perception of James?
1: I mean, I'm mean i assuming that James is probably young, maybe under 25, or at least at the time of the tweet, and um, probably um, is passionate about the things mm. that he really loves, mm-hmm. or that they really love, I don't know James's pronouns, and that James probably really like gets into it. Like when watching a show mm-hmm. or uh, you reading a book is really into the things that James is into. Mm-hmm. And it's probably also passionate about supporting the things that James loves to. Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm going to go speak to James and then you'll both speak to each other. Sound good? Work. Hey, James. Hey. How are you?
2: Uh, I'm doing really good. Uh, one of my best mates from school is coming down to oh, nice. see me. I haven't oh, seen nice. her in ages. I'd speak to anyone from school because, you know, yeah. Being gay, we all hated school, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is there anything fun planned for today? Well, literally, we're both like pretty broke at the moment. So we're just gonna <laughs> we're just gonna stay in. I've, I've got my Good. old um, Nintendo Wii, so we're gonna do like Oh my god. We're gonna do, like Mario Kart. We're gonna have a whole throwback to the childhood thing. It's gonna, it's gonna be a great laugh. Yeah, yeah. It's
0: really, really wonderful. I mean, I do think like the just some of the best nights uh are can be done on a very tight to zero budget, so I think you're going to have a great time. Oh, it all depends
2: on the company, doesn't it? I yeah, always yeah saying, I think you're right. Good company, I know. Good <laughs> yes, yeah.
0: exactly, exactly. All right, so James, to kick this off, I want to start with the question I ask every single one of my guests, which is, in only as many details as you're comfortable sharing. Tell me about you. Oh God! Uh, thank you so much for asking that question. I love yeah. talking about myself as you okay, do. Good. Um, good. Yeah.
2: So, uh, hi. My name's James. I'm 23. Hi, James. Uh, I'm from the UK, which explains the accent, obviously. Mm-hmm. I think I told you earlier. I've had a f- few issues with like mental health and stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, my way of coping with it is mm-hmm. we just take the piss. We mm-hmm. just joke about it so much. So mm-hmm. all the all the jokes of like <laughs> I'm so alone. Well, that's, yeah,
0: that's, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's it's our way of dealing with it. I mean, are you comfortable talking about the mental health stuff here? We don't have to explore it if you don't want. Yeah,
2: no. Talk about it as much yeah. as you want. I've uh, I've been through some shit, and I'm very open about it. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, if yeah. you don't mind sharing, what what kind of shit?
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've I will say a lot of it involves people who probably wouldn't want to be uh, mentioned in things. thing. Okay, great. But I'll say, growing up, childhood, adolescence, mm-hmm. very very difficult. Uh, I was kind of in a situation that wasn't really my choice so I had to grow up kind of quickly mm. but I'll get into it uh mm-hmm. I had quite a rocky relationship with uh, a lot of people growing up then mm-hmm. I've had issues with uh depression anxiety for as long as I can remember but what I like to talk about mental health is like how far I've come like how strong mm. I've become yeah. kind of thing please take us there. <laughs> as cliche as it's gonna sound like no, no the strongest no. person I know or this
0: that's Amazing. This is wonderful. I feel like I have a beautiful and wonderful three-dimensional image of you as a human on the internet. Well, thank Um, you, man. That's nice to hear. Or, I said human on the internet, I just mean human in the world, and I just happened to meet you on the internet. Well, I mean, I, um, I am a
2: real person, which is something... You are oh. a
0: real person, which is, you know, li- <laughs> literally the whole uh, reminder of this show is is yeah. that there's a human behind the screen. Oh, that's, that's very true. So that's a good segue. A little while ago, you tweeted, I really, really, really don't like Bob the Drag Queen. Can I point out, 50 yes. of April, 2017. That's almost yes, two years so, back. So this is, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're yeah, we're nearing the two-year anniversary of this tweet. Um, so consider this a celebration. Oh. As best as you can, I, I know you can't remember everything, but like, what made you want to tweet this? Ah, so I have done a bit of thinking on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be honest, when I first saw it, I was a bit
2: like, Jesus, I cannot remember for shit why I tweeted this. Because, <laughs> like, personally, I've, Bob's really, really grown on me. I really like him. Mm-hmm. But I do remember not liking him at some point. So I'm trying to figure out those reasons why. Mm-hmm. I remember when I saw it, I think in my head, I usually thought overrated. Mm. I think what's sees you about Twitter is you can get your opinion out there. Yeah. When you're like me, when you like to complain a lot, uh, at the time I wasn't in a healthy place as well. So the mind was very, yeah. really, yeah. very negative. Yeah. You you almost exaggerate your opinions and feelings. And because you're behind a barrier, you've got no protection, isn't it? Yeah. So I just tweeted out that I really, 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 really <laughs> don't like Barb the Drag Queen. <laughs> yeah. And I'll, I'll be honest, I couldn't remember tweeting it. Did you ever think that Bob would see it. Jesus Christ, no. Have you seen my Twitter? No one looks at it anyway. <laughs> no, just... I'm looking at it. Oh, thank you for that. One person yeah. looking. Oh. Yes, no, that's great. No, I'd, I'd never think you would look. I still can't. Quite believe I'm going to have to speak to him I'm terrified
0: so that is that's kind of my next question yeah, yeah. how are you feeling about that
2: I'll be honest I am really really excited really I okay. Cannot wait. Oh,
0: okay good 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 I mean
2: obviously they've got that mix of fear because yeah. I'm kind of it's both excited and fear that he's gonna like read me to
0: shit about it yeah and i hope he does. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, that's interesting. You want you so Bob well. to read you. You want Bob to kind of roast you. Well, my sons
2: of humans very much take the pierce. I don't take much seriously. Mm-hmm. I love like roasting as we all call it. Yeah. Each other. Yeah. I don't think I'm the best at it, but, um, no, but I seem to take it very well. Yeah, but you
0: look forward to <laughs> being roasted by Bob. That's so interesting, because um, this is such yeah. a non-roast show. But who knows if if the roasting is consensual, then I support roasting. Um, well,
2: it, I think it's the thing you're going to say. Another reason I'm excited is because I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I'm just going to get to speak to a real human, and uh, I'm, I'm just really excited. I've no idea what's going to happen. That I'm really happy to speak to him. It's, yeah. it's,
0: I'm, I'm excited, too. What was your perception of Bob at the time that you wrote that tweet?
2: Oh, the time I wrote it. Um, annoying, overrated, good, but not my favorite. Hmm. Interesting.
0: All right, so I guess the next step is you and Bob are going to speak to each other. <sighs> Sound good? I, I can't wait. I'm really excited. Okay, wonderful. James, you are on with Bob and Bob, you are on with James. Oh
1: wow. Hi, uh, you're right, Bob. Oh, I'm well, James. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? I'm in a great mood. I heard you're British, but I just kind of forgot.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, now you were reminded. You. Um,
1: I want you guys
0: to get to know each other. So James, why don't you tell us and tell Bob about you?
2: Oh, hi, my name's James. I'm a Libra. Oh my god. Um, yes. No, I'm uh I'm British, obviously. I'm 23 years old. Uh, I work as an accountant at a big firm, which is just as boring as it sounds, believe me. (laughs) Uh, what else? I play piano. That's pretty fun. I'm gay, oh, wow. obviously. Mm-hmm. Aren't we all? <laughs> Aren't we all? That's why we're here.
0: Yeah, that's that's why. That's,
2: yeah, the, that's the, what gathers The
1: tie us. that binds us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the tie yeah. that binds us. Am I allowed to ask questions? Yes. Yeah, yeah, what is your uh connection to RuPaul's Drag Race?
2: Oh, basically, I started watching it uh two years ago because I was really depressed and had nothing better to do, and it mm-hmm. slowly became like my favorite show of all time. I got so emotional yeah. during it. I'm the first time watching.
0: And just wanted to encourage you both throughout the this whole process, feel free to jump in and ask each other questions. You know, you can speak in the second person. We just don't see. talk to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, can you please <laughs> yeah, ask yes. James? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Jerry so, Springer it's like, yeah, of the no, it's like waves. a lawyer at, the, yes. uh,
1: at our uh, divorce deposition. Yes, exactly. Can you please exactly. tell James this that is, I don't feel <laughs> her?
0: This is... This is an annulment. Yeah, yeah, okay, so this is perfect. This is off to a great start. So, okay, Bob, why don't you kick it off? Yeah, please do.
1: Tell James about you. Well, you know, I moved to New York City in 2008. I was on tour with this like children's theater. Really? I was going to go back home to, yeah, I used to do children's theater. I actually thought for a long time that my whole career was going to be children's theater and um, educational theater and working with kids. And then I said, I want to move to New York City and give it a shot. And I was going to move back to Columbus, Georgia, which is where I was born and where I went to college first. But the guy that I was touring with said, hey, if you move straight to New York, I'll I'll buy your ticket. Oh, really? Because I really think you need to Yeah, he goes, I really just believe in you and I think you need to you need to get Oh, there. how lovely. And Very nice. When I landed in New York City, like within a couple of months, drag race came out. Mm. And I started watching Drag Race, and I thought, man, that's amazing. So while I was auditioning, and I got a couple of offers for stuff yeah. that I thought was really what's the word I'm looking for? Like, not what I was looking for. I wasn't mm-hmm. looking to travel. I was looking to do work in New York City. Like touring companies. And yeah, stuff but like I that. And also wasn't getting offers that paid very well or yeah. anything. So I just started doing drag in the meantime. And it really, to be honest, you know, until I did drag, I never thought I could be that good at anything. I was like, mm. well, I'm really, really good at wow. this. Like I really think Wonderful. I have mm. a, a a grasp on what I was supposed to be doing this whole mm. time. And then I started doing drag and you know building my way up through the New York City nightlife scene and mm. then of course I was on drag racing. Yeah. The rest is um the rest is on Instagram. <laughs> yes,
0: the, re- <laughs> the rest is on Instagram. So that's where you guys intersected. Bob, you are on Drag Race, James, you're watching Drag Race. And then, James, a few years ago, you tweet out, I really, really, really don't like Bob the Drag Queen.
2: As I've already told you, I do not remember tweeting that whatsoever. It got uh, oh, no likes whatsoever, so no one else remembered it. So, you know, really, really influential <laughs> tweet there.
0: I mean, influential now. Look, it brought us all together. <laughs>
2: to, uh, to like one person, sure. My, my claim to fame, my 15 minutes. Oh my God. Thank you. No. Uh,
0: Fun. This is going to be an hour long podcast. <laughs> it's an hour long. Uh, yeah. I'm
2: going to talk as much as possible to whom I employ. Okay, yeah. good. Uh, no, good. We're so, ready for uh, it. this tweet, um, basically, I've, I can't remember doing it whatsoever. What I do remember is the first time I watched season eight, I wasn't a fan of you personally. And Mm -hmm. I think it's because going straight into it, I mean, you know yourself, you saw yourself on TV, you knew you came in so confident. But I think what I didn't like is because you were so confident, in my head as a fan, I was like, right, prove yourself. Go on, let's see what you can do. Mm -hmm. And um, from what I saw at the time, I was like, oh, well, this isn't the funniest person I've seen in my life for me. Therefore, I'm not going to be a fan of it. And so my smart mind decided, you know what? I'm going to tweet this out. I'm going to share my opinion with the world and see how this works out. It was obviously opinion in the moment. Didn't remember doing it. And it was obviously just filled with a lot of hatred. I mean,
1: three reallys? Really. Yeah. <laughs> really? Really? Yeah. really? <laughs> well, I mean, I found that as a person who... Um, and it's not, by the way, it's not that I'm emboldened with confidence in every single aspect of my life, but I know what I am good at, and I really am proud of those things. So there's like a lot of self-deprecating in the world. Mm. I um, tend to lean into the things that I really do like about myself and amplify those things, as opposed to highlighting the things that I don't like about myself. And it's not saying no one else is good. It's just saying that I just oh, yeah. saying that I know what I'm good at, and that I celebrate this in myself. But I've noticed that that really uh, affects people in a really interesting way to see someone who genuinely believes in themselves oh. and doesn't really apologize for it very mm. much. Especially because on my season, there were a lot of girls who who like didn't believe in themselves and like doubted themselves a oh. lot. And I think that people who do doubt themselves uh, relate to that and they tend to align themselves with that. And the person who's saying they're great, they're like, well, I don't. I'm not like that, so I don't like that person, but I do like the other people oh, who yeah. do the opposite. I, I agree thing.
2: with you there. I must say everyone loves an underdog They mm-hmm. come yeah. into it. They think, oh they're gonna do absolutely nothing, and then they, you know, yeah. slam down, do the whole thing. Uh if I just totally. if I ask you a question, Bob now, you said
1: you love many things about yourself. What are those things? Well, I think that I'm really funny. I'm really good <laughs> at uh entertaining a crowd. I think that as I've gotten older, <laughs> I've, I've I've recently found myself to be quite handsome. Uh, as, a, hey. as, a, as a younger guy, I didn't really. As a young guy, I didn't believe it so much, but now I really feel it. Um, I also have a boyfriend now who tells me all the time, so I'm like, "Oh, I must be real good looking." Oh, do um, How long? Me and Jacob have been dating for. Uh, it'll be a year in March. Oh, nice. Oh, lovely. One of the lucky ones. Um, I think I'm a really good friend. Like people who are my Aww. friends, I really. Um, commit a lot to them not in like a way where i'm like committing like this that and i want something back but just the idea that i really enjoy having them around and i'll do a lot for them i find myself to be really giving oh, love and that. i'm really proud of how um persistent i am that's always something to be proud of yeah and what are some things you love about yourself james oh i was thinking god is gonna ask me this question
2: i'm gonna have to find mm-hmm. an answer um i love quite a lot of things about like myself uh i personally think i'm really funny I think it's a bit of a okay. like personal taste, but it's a good taste to have, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I like you, Bob. I think I'm a really good friend, personally. I have a... Especially if I'm dating someone, I tend to get a lot of the, mm, I really like you as a friend, but I generally want to stay friends with you because you're a really good mate. That mm. pisses me off a bit. Uh, what else I love about myself? Um, I really like my nose because it's massive. I think it's very distinct. <laughs> yes. that's really good. Uh, what else I love about myself? I love my piano.
1: I think I'm pretty good at that yeah what's of... your what's your favorite song to play on piano uh
2: not to like you know fuck my own ass or anything but something I've written because it's beautiful oh what's it oh. yeah yeah does it have a name oh no I don't need to name them I should probably go around to doing that
1: actually I have a suggestion oh go on I really 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 <laughs> <love laughs> really
0: I I really, really, really love yeah. this song. Oh, um, <laughs>
2: well, so, Another thing quickly. I love my laugh. Oh, I love my laugh. Oh, it's brilliant.
0: Great. Oh yeah. I wanna kinda of take the conversation more macro because yeah. I think there is something, you know, we have three gay boys on this phone call. And I do not and we do not, of course, speak for the whole LGBTQ community when we say this. But I do think that confidence can be hard won for people Mm. like us. And our respective experiences are going to be different from each other. And, um, you know, maybe listeners will not relate. But I just know that confidence is really hard won for us. And um, I want to kind of put something out there to you guys to see what you think about this. But I wonder if we are more turned off by other people's confidence who we relate to, Ooh. because we are scared of what it means for ourselves.
2: What do you mean by scared? What? Sorry, if you could go into it.
0: Like I, I guess like we're we are intimidated by seeing people who are like us, i.e., <laughs> gay yeah. boys, feeling confident because we have been told pretty repeatedly to not feel that way. And that confidence is kind of this thing we have to fight for.
1: Oh, interesting. I mean, I know that for me, whenever I see, I, I'm about to sound like the only like self-help girl, mm-hmm. but, um, I remember years ago reading The Help, the, the Help, The Secret. The Secret, yeah. The Secret. Mm. Yeah. Not, not the book, The yeah, Help. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. A book, I'm Bob sure. read The Help and he and, loved it and, and, and turned it me. into a
1: movie. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> Bob directed it. I read The Secret. and I remember it said if you see someone who has something you want, be happy for them as if it's yours. Mm. Oh, yeah. And then it can be yours. Mm. And it's easier to see someone who has something that you want and either be jealous of it or to want it for yourself but I do think we live in a world of abundance and that I can have that too mm-hmm. so if you can have happiness there's also some happiness for me mm-hmm. you know happiness isn't isn't um, diamond that runs out happiness is trees that keep growing and growing and growing yeah and it keeps being more happiness replenished yeah. all the time
0: James what about you do you feel that maybe we judge fellow gay people with a harsher What's the word I'm looking for, guys? Like with a, with a harsher metric? Um, yeah,
1: like, like on a, there's less of a curve. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah, there's
0: less of a curve. We, we judge each other more harshly because confidence is hard won. Do, do you think that does that resonate with you at all?
2: Uh, maybe. I'll be honest with you. I, 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 yeah. I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, I'll probably have to, you know, smoke something to figure out that question first but
1: um (laughs) what i will say do you mean like some sage or some rosemary?
2: yeah yeah just just rosemary um (laughs) what i will say is i think this is related to anyone you know lgb community or not kind of thing is what i've Mm -hmm. noticed about myself is that you tend to criticize and get more angry at stuff that you've seen other people that you know are false in yourself Mm. Uh, uh, when I say of other gays, though, do I take down other people because they're gay? to so me.
0: <laughs> no, I don't mean taking them down because they're gay. It's more that, like, in the way that we will sooner criticize our own family members than other people. But also, the answer could be like, no, you don't relate to that, and that's <laughs> totally fine. You know what? It might have to
2: be a no then, mainly because I just can't think of my Great. head an example of when it's happened like that.
0: And that's totally yeah, fine. Yeah. I totally respect that. So I guess my question is, was there anything you saw in Bob that you recognized in yourself that might have been ooh,
1: behind tweeting that? Ooh. Oh,
0: <laughs> nice ooh. Ooh.
1: Yeah. Oh oh yes, honey. <laughs> it's getting real up in your hands. Yes. Stay right there. We'll be right back.
0: If you like this podcast and you want to help support it directly, you can check out our merch store. We have brand new shirts that say, Empathy is not endorsement, a mantra I've made for the show, and stickers that say what I say at the end of every episode, Remember, there's a human on the other side of the screen. Also, there's a shirt that has Rob Wilson's beautiful logo for our show on it. Check it all out at www.conversationswithpeoplewhohateme.com and click on Merch. All right, let's get back to the conversation. Was there anything you saw in Bob that you recognized in yourself that might have been ooh, behind tweeting that?
2: Ooh. I, I suppose, but I can't think of any specifics right now.
1: So maybe in that moment, I just did something. You were like, I just don't like this bitch. Yeah. You, no, also, it—, it, it could well be that. It,
0: totally. Maybe there isn't some large universal truth here. You were just like, oh, blah. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> not this queen. No, and that is— Not my cup of tea. <laughs> yes. All <laughs> um, right. Well, then here's another bigger question. There's this kind of right we feel that we have, and maybe you don't feel this, but— in general there is a right humans feel that they have to critique people who are living public lives so if they're on a television show especially if they're competing on a competition reality television show we feel um and i'm using this we liberally we feel the that we have the right to criticize them
1: right I I do feel that way, and it's kind of like this idea that I had, and now, bear in mind, I'm about to speak on a topic I don't really know a whole lot about, (laughs) but I remember hearing people, like, everyone's talking about the Kardashians, Mm -hmm. and I never watched the Kardashians or Keeping Up with the Kardashians, but I just knew that everyone hated them, Mm. like, hated them, and I was like, what can the Kardashians possibly be doing Mm -hmm. that everyone hates this much so i watched an episode and it just seemed like some people just kind of like living their lives Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i had a theory in my mind that the reason why people really disliked them was because they felt like the kardashians had something that they wanted Mm. that they felt like they deserved more than they did Oh. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. yeah so they yeah. think to themselves, how are they rich and famous? I could be rich and famous. Mm-hmm. I'm just as pretty as she is. Mm-hmm. My mom's just as crazy as her mom is. Mm-hmm. You know, my sister's also pretty. They can be models. They feel like the Kardashians have something that they. Deserve mm-hmm. That the, 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 the person thinks that they deserve more than the, than the Kardashians deserve it. Or the idea of saying, well, she's untalented or she's not this, yeah. even though it's completely subjective. Yeah, Even though on a subconscious level they don't realize they think they deserve more mm-hmm. than Kim does, they do feel that way. And I, I could fully be wrong.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think with the Kardashians there's something really interesting about the bandwagon of hate that can happen, right? It's an easy bandwagon to jump on.
1: It's because oh, people yeah. feel like they don't deserve what they have. Exactly. For whatever they're, they're just like, they just don't deserve it. And I was like, well, why they're like they just they just
0: don't. <laughs> I think that's part of it. I also think there is, Bob, I think you said this before too, but the ease with which they have attained this. I don't know the Kardashians. Yeah. I can't speak on their behalf, but I don't know that it was easy to attain this. I think there is work that we don't see behind the camera, I, I but they're not work, yeah.
2: on this. I'll be honest, like they probably do a lot of work. I think it's less ease, it's more luck.
0: But even still, it's so funny that there is this like w- this one public family that we can mm. all even casually throw in an opinion about and, and throw in our own theories about, which itself is like this interesting thing about fame and this interesting thing about do we have the right to criticize people just because we see them in a public medium? And I think things like social media that literally encourage us. You log on, it says, what's on your mind? What's happening, right? And what's happening is a ton of thoughts that are going through your mind all the time, and there is a mechanism to publish those fleeting thoughts all the time. James, you said that you didn't even remember writing this tweet, right? No, not at all. I don't think anyone else did, yeah. That's interesting to me. I mean, Bob, have you ever watched a reality show and then publicly
1: criticized someone you saw on it? I mean... This is gonna sound really hilarious, no. but yeah, RuPaul's Drag Race. Right <laughs> oh, <literally. laughs> I mean, I mean, it's it, it's my favorite TV mm. show. I don't think I've ever said something along the lines of I really don't like this person, yeah. yeah. But I have uh, said things along. The, for example, I was on a, a show on World of Wonder called um, Fashion Photo Review, oh, yeah, where you where wh- what they do is you bring up people's outfits and you say whether you not you like them mm-hmm. or if you don't like them. But I don't know that I've ever. Uh, outside of some extremely shady Paul honestly for me to I I don't I wouldn't normally attack someone's character unless that I felt like they made a transgression against the black community the queer community or oh, the yeah. trans community or, or mm-hmm. any malign culture um, and it's usually attacking what they said not necessarily saying this person is a I don't yeah. like this person mm-hmm. but I have said I don't like um, work that people have done. Oh, yeah. Mm. May I ask a quick question to you, Bob? Of course. So, was this the same before
2: you, I'm going to say, got famous or you know, after drag race, what were your own name? Um,
1: I don't know to be honest. I mean, I don't know that I've ever said I don't like a person. Um yeah. based off of something I saw from television, but I have said I don't like this movie, I don't like this dress, I didn't think that was funny. Um, this makeup doesn't do it for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know that I've ever, and maybe I have, but off the top of my head, I can't recall saying that I don't like a person based off of their performances.
0: Mm. When you saw
1: Bob walk into the workroom,
0: saw him be super confident. And if we're applying the same, you know, theory, we kind of scotch tape together about the Kardashians, of we're seeing something that we feel is too easily won. Was there something that you felt I could do that?
2: No, not at all. Yeah, I don't think I could do it at all. <laughs> no, I've, I've, I think I'm very realistic in that. I'd be the girl that like came in with like some kind of like shit, like ten pound outfit. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd be first immediately. This tweet was done like two years back because I was in like a really dark place. I mm. was kind of alone quite a lot, so a lot of time I'd just be like tweeting to the air, just all my negativity getting out of there, being mm. ignored. Thank God.
0: I think that's interesting only because I think a lot of us can relate to that. That when we're in a lower place, it's when we more are more inclined to kind
1: of Maybe post. perform outside of our moral compass. Yes, Bob. That is Ooh, the perfect way to say yeah, it. Yes.
0: When we're in a lower place, like Bob said, we perform outside of our moral compass and we also kind of – well, we all do it differently, but I'm, I'm curious how it manifests for you. So if this is okay with you, what does that lower place look like for you, and how does it manifest on social media?
2: Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, you can ask me any question on mental health. I'd say, especially for me in my low place, I felt I was completely alone. Mm. i uh, just gotten out of a really quite horrible relationship. Uh, people who I thought were supposed to support me weren't being supportive. I was came to the realization of uh, my childhood, my adolescence and like what it actually was, mm. how it's gonna affect me in the future. Mm. I was using Twitter, like I say, just tweet into the air mm-hmm. just as a way to kind of speak my mind as so such. Not I I'd say at the time I was looking for someone to respond. Mm. I wasn't expecting anyone to, but I was thinking come on, come on, someone agrees, uh, someone can be followed, someone like prove I'm actually worth something, which as we know is, or as we all should know, is complete bullshit. Social media and self-worth, completely different things.
1: Well, I guess the idea of wanting to know that someone thinks the way you think, that doesn't sound crazy. That doesn't sound Sometimes crazy. you're like, I can't be the only one thinking. this. Yeah. Someone else has to feel the same way I feel. Yeah. You
2: know? Yeah. I, I think that's a good thing about social media. But I wouldn't say at that time that was my attitude. My attitude was, I just want the likes. I want the followers. I want to, oh, I don't want to say it like this, but be somebody. And I have issue with it now because I don't agree with that whatsoever now. You mean, anyway. sorry, you said be somebody? Yeah, 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 at the time, which is quite upsetting to hear, actually. Well, why, we
0: change. You know? Yeah, we we change, but also uh, yeah. why is it upsetting to hear? It's just because
2: it's something that, uh, something that I see a lot on Twitter and a lot of people uh it's, uh, you can tell they're so concerned about themselves and like it's almost like their anxiety is coming through and they're, they're self-doubting themselves a lot. And they're just trying so hard to get these follow accounts because they think without it, they're not worth anything. And I'm like, I, f- I think that can be very toxic about social media. You compare yourself to other people. You think, why am I not this person? Why am I not getting all these likes? Why am I not this beautiful kind of thing?
1: Well, can I say too, you know, yeah, there's a there's a negative connotation in the world where people say, well, he just wants attention or Ooh. so-and-so just wants attention. And I personally don't think there's anything wrong with wanting attention. Yeah. We oh, have yeah. come to this place in the world where folks are like, don't give him attention. He just wants attention. It's like, I'm not asking for drugs. I'm not asking for money. I'm just asking yeah. for attention. Sometimes you want to be seen. Yeah. And to oh, yeah. be seen is not a bad thing. And sometimes you need to be seen more than normal so i personally don't i would i personally don't think Asking for attention is a bad thing. I think you have to ask yourself why you're asking for attention. And that yeah. is up to the person to decide in no. themselves if they're asking for attention for bad reasons. Um, but I don't think that asking for attention is a bad thing. And I was also saying, too, like you said you were in a low place. Sometimes when we don't hold ourselves to to a in a high regard, mm. then we don't hold ourselves to very high standards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And if we think lowly of ourselves, then our actions are lowly. And when we think highly of ourselves, we start to behave Um, in a place more aligned with what we think is right. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's true. But to want attention or to want to be seen – I don't think that's a bad thing.
0: I, I not only don't think it's a bad thing, I think it's an incredibly natural human thing, right? Oh, like yeah. It is Very just natural. something we want, and it makes total sense that, is, that it's something you particularly and especially want when you're in a low spot.
2: Yeah, if, like, basically, um, everyone just wants to be loved at the end of the day. <laughs> Literally,
0: everybody. I can tell you, James, that I, I feel... You know, I I have had pockets of really low feelings recently, mm. and don't worry, I'm totally okay. But I'm happy to hear that. But I'm just saying, like, I think the self that I put out into the world is like really just the curated like high images. But I too know the feeling of um, comparing myself to people, wanting to be somebody, like wanting yeah. wanting to be somebody is not this thing that necessarily stops for people. I create these like huge narratives about colleagues who for some reason don't follow me back and I project onto them and I project these like it was something I've done wrong, I'm not good enough for them. and I really don't believe that social media is a bad thing. it is it is a mini textured mm. thing, but I don't know this is a long-winded way of just saying like I totally, Feel that too, and it manifests in me. Yeah, and um, yeah, I, I just that I don't know. I just wanted to say I recognize that.
1: I also oh, found that. Go, go ahead, James.
2: Oh, I was just going to say you mentioned this uh, follow back thing, and that's something I, because I see a lot of people put like you know the hashtag follow back stuff on social media. Mm-hmm. That to me, I have a massive issue with mm-hmm. because it's I, I just don't think that's something you should particularly care about. I, I, I followers, if you are getting paid for it or like your career depends on it, that's great. From my attitude, if they don't follow back, it's because they don't want
1: me on their timeline. That's mm. fine; it is nothing to do with me. Go on. Well, please. but then again, I said it's all based off what your own opinion of what is a bad thing. If mm. you know, mm. if you are creating work, you want people to see it. You are not yeah. creating it just. I mean, I know for, I can't only speak for myself. When I create stuff, it's because I want people to see it. Oh, same. So is oh. if I want you to follow me back, it's because I genuinely want you to see what I'm creating. I want a lot of people to see what I'm creating. So if you, and, you know I had I was very very lucky to be on a television show that helped me get a lot of followers on mm-hmm. social media. Yeah, so yeah. I don't have to I don't have to ask for followers um, anymore. Um, but there was a time before social media. I think before I was on Drag Race, I think I had like. 10,000 Instagram followers which seems like a lot but for, for me now I'm like that's it's not mm-hmm. a lot compared to the people com- that in my industry you know what mm-hmm. i mean and now I have industry, over a million, yeah. um, but when I didn't have that, I was like, it just it would be nice to know that more people are seeing what I'm creating mm-hmm. because in theory, I'm really not creating this stuff for myself. I'm creating it for other people yeah. to see. Yeah. So for me, it's not, I don't think it's, it is strange to want people to see what you're doing. It's just another chance, way of saying, I really want to know that someone is seeing what I'm doing because if you were sitting alone in your room by yourself, you wouldn't be doing it. You know what I mean? What you do yeah. alone and what you present to the world are two different things.
2: I see when you're saying you're putting your work out because you want people to see it. Me on social media, I'm not doing it to put my work out because I don't think I'm creating anything. I think I'm doing work. I'm literally putting it to just kind of dick around and have some fun. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it for me. I've, I've, I don't tend to think when I tweet. I don't think when well, I like something either. I just do it. And I think like there's different perspectives there.
0: James, you were just saying that, um, you know, you're just dicking around and you don't really care, but like all, but that does contradict what you've also said, which is that when you tweeted the tweet that brought us on this call together, you actually were like hoping for someone to interact with it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, but I think, I think that is the kind of paradox of social media, right? We, we can say, and we can even tell ourselves like, oh, this is just me dicking around. It doesn't really mean anything, but there is also that underlying. I don't know. Is that what a paradox is, guys? Is am I fucking up the definition um, of paradox?
2: Yeah, but paradox is something that kind of. It's a bit like a catch twenty two, like a catch. Okay, great. Oh, oh, yeah.
0: Pretend I didn't say that. Pretend I said the right word, <laughs> and we'll and you're just gonna be like, "Wow, Dylan, what a fucking amazing point."
1: You're just so uh, articulate. It's
0: so articulate, honey. Um. Anyway, so but <laughs> there's that um tightrope we walk on social media of yeah, yeah. want of thinking no one will see it, but kind of hoping everyone will see it at
1: the same time. Oh, I, I can get that, yeah. But now we're getting to see a lot behind that. And yeah. we see That's a true. tweet like, I really, really, really don't like Bob the Drag Queen. You, my first thought is, well, here's a hater. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's a hater. Hey, everyone, look at the hater. But mm. we, we don't have to realize that you know even haters, and by the way, we're all haters, yeah. have fully complex lives yeah. that a life that extended way before this tweet, mm-hmm. a life that will hopefully extend past this tweet, mm-hmm. that built in everything everything, everything in your life up to that tweet, that tweet was a culmination of everything you've experienced up until that tweet. Yeah. So it's not just one moment that happened Ooh. in a vacuum. Yeah. And now we're getting yeah. to see a little bit of the build up as yeah. opposed to just being like, oh, that's just some hater. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Plus, a quick question to you, Bob. Yeah, go ahead. So When you see these, you know,
2: hater tweets, as you call them, what is your initial reaction? And do you just cancel out like, oh, it's a hater,
1: means nothing to me? Or, well, how do you think of that? Well, it depends on the craftsmanship of the tweet. Some mm-hmm. of them are really funny. Oh, yeah, if yeah. it's really funny, I'll probably laugh at it and, and I share it with my friends. Yeah, I will say, you know, even professional critics. When the professional critic writes a review of a movie, huh. the review says more about the critic than it does mm-hmm. about the movie. Oh yeah, that's very true. But sometimes they do hurt. Sometimes I'll get one. And I'm like, wow, that was really uncalled oh. for and, and unnecessarily mean.
0: Do you think there is something inherently toxic about the drag race community of watchers?
1: Oh, uh, Bob, you can take this one. Well, um, is there something the short answer to your question is yes, there mm-hmm. is something inherently toxic in the viewership of drag race, but there's also something inherently beautiful and uplifting oh, yeah. and celebratory. Yeah as well i mean there's a duality to everything totally the rupaul's drag race fandom is not just all bubble gums and rainbows Mm -hmm. and it's not all torches and pitchforks Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but you watch this show and you get really invested in the people you're invested in and if that person doesn't win it feels like you lost yeah it feels like you had a lot in this race Mm -hmm. as well Mm -hmm. so If you were rooting for, like, let's say you're rooting for Katya and she didn't win, then you think to yourself, how can we atone for this? Mm. So you atone for it by going to her shows. You atone for it. Some people atone for it by donating to her Kickstarter. Some people buy her merchandise. Some people go to her show. And Mm. some people just go and give the girl that beat her a lot of hate, Mm -hmm. and they think that is atoning. It's also a lot cheaper than buying a shirt. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, calling Alaska a bitch is way cheaper than yeah. buying a fucking oh, concert yeah. shirt. Yeah. Her shirts Love are fucking old. expensive. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Drag her. Um, yeah, no, I mean, and I just wanted to be clear that when I ask this question, I absolutely think that the positive of RuPaul's Drag Race yeah. so outrageously outweighs the bad. But yeah. when I even talk about the fandom, the fandom itself I see is also overwhelmingly positive. It's yes, just I think we I focus agree. on the negative.
1: Um, Honestly, but
0: that's you know. So then that's why I was curious. It's
1: because whoever's doing something different, that person like if everyone is chanting oatmeal, 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 <laughs> if everyone's doing yeah, it, but right. one person yells spoon. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that that is what comes through because yeah. everyone else saying oatmeal and one person yelled spoon. It's like yeah. so. All you can focus on is that is one spoon. idiot who yelled yeah. "spoon," but you
0: don't talk to like random person. You don't talk to a like, person. You why talk, were you chanting at You me? talk
1: to the spoon person, yeah. And then the spoon person yeah. becomes the the. Then it seems like there's more spoon people. Than yes. There are when it's fully just one guy yelling yes. "spoon." Yeah.
0: So previously, I. Incorrectly identified this idea on my show as synecdoche, which is a poetic term for um, a part signifying a whole. But what I actually think it is is metonymy. Right, which is like when I'm gonna to
2: have
1: to google that word well, quickly, is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, signifying a whole,
0: like, signifying a hole. I'm sorry, I can't help
1: myself. No, honey, no, you're good. Go um,
0: but so, signifies a whole is my, that's what my marriage vows were. Um, is um, so okay, wait, you have a great <laughs> Back laugh. On James. Track. Um, yeah, that look at that. What you love yourself for, James, is affirmed. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway, metonymy is this... I'll, I'll Google what yeah, you are. Yeah, go, Google. So, no, it's just this <laughs> idea. It's like in Spanish, the way we say everyone is we say todo el mundo, right? Which means like all of the world. And so what happens is like we are prone to exaggeration. What does metonymy mean, babe? I actually
1: looked up monotony and I yeah, was like... That honey, is not, not bad, I was like, that it doesn't sound metony. yeah. metonymy.
0: M-E-T-O-N-Y-M-Y. Oh, me, have right, I've got that. You want it? Okay, great. James, take us there.
2: So it says a figure of speech in which the name of one object or concept is used for that of another to which it is related. That didn't help me at all. Jesus well, Christ.
1: Well, okay. So, so this <laughs> okay, is. Okay, I like, have the, meto-
0: metonymy. It keeps showing monotony. I <laughs> Honey, well, your phone is cursed. Um, no, it's, it's so. I think what that means is like when you say like nice wheels and you're referring to the car?
2: Oh, okay, okay. So it's it's like saying one thing to refer to a whole other thing. Okay. I don't know.
0: I might. I anyway, I need to figure out if it's metonymy or synecdoche because I'm very confused by those things. Either way, let me just teach you. Let's just go little, to Schenectady. <laughs> Schenectady, New York, look up the word synecdoche and then feel monotonous and look up the word metonymy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's that what was we'll do. really good. i well, queen that in here good. for you. That okay, was. wait. But the point I'm trying to get at is that. It's a forced perspective. It's the same way if you've ever seen a TV set in real life, it's so much smaller than you think. Yeah. And Uh, it's this like forced perspective of like, oh, if you actually just like adjust some angles, it looks like this huge cavernous space when really it's this small space. And that's the same thing that's happening when, as you mentioned, you know, everyone hates me or like I'm getting a ton of haters you're actually not getting a ton of haters. You are getting a number of haters. I feel the same exact thing. Mm. Like, that... Psychology is what formed this show, right? Like I was getting yeah. so much more love, but it's so hard to ignore your Bob. What you said, the the people chanting spoon, yeah, right. Like you, you you focus on the spoon because it makes you feel a certain way. I think there are, there is worthwhile stuff to be talking about about what it does, what it says about self worth.
1: It might also be what each of those things weighs. Like mm-hmm. you know, if I think that someone agreeing with you kind mm-hmm. of, I know this is going to sound terrible. But it weighs less mm-hmm. than negativity. You don't need as much negativity to have the same effect mm-hmm. as the positive. You need a lot of positivity. Oh yeah, and you oh, only yeah. need us. I mean, let me saying negativity is like vanilla extract. You only, need <laughs> yes. You yes. only need a teeny <laughs> yes. weeny yes. amount yes. to affect yes. the taste of the entire meal. <laughs> yeah. Whereas positivity Ooh. is like it's like flour. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. you yeah. need you need like three cups of flour, but just a, yes
0: tiny yeah a,
1: yes. a, a vanilla extract and the whole thing is ruined yeah no, you tip that so, bottle over and yeah. people, you're like we gotta start over yes honey it's okay this it's is too much that was a great yeah. metaphor that was, that was such a basketball. good metaphor i'm so, yeah. so so proud of you i'm gonna quote you on that i'm and also you, really good at making metaphors i'm very proud of my, good, <laughs> my metaphor. good my metaphor game is on point <laughs> yes Yanny. queen so
0: um yeah, anyway, so this is interesting and in, and in how we perceive things and and what we call hate, right? Like as you know, this this mm. podcast is called Conversations with People Who Hate Me and it's not literal hate, but when you're just getting it anonymously, it feels like hate, right? Even though you literally didn't use the word hate um in your tweet, James oh, yeah, like, yeah. it can feel like hate when you
1: read it. Whoa.
2: I mean, you have to um, ask Bob to find that one out, yeah.
1: Well, I um, I haven't actually read it. I just had Dylan say it to me a lot of times. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: What if it's all a ruse? James <laughs> never wrote
1: anything. He's never heard of Drag Race. Show me uh, the, the tweet. Yeah, um, but I I have um. Because this comment was so mild yeah. compared to some of the ones I've gotten, it didn't really – It was one. it's one that if I saw it, I probably – I might respond either something snarky or I wouldn't respond at all. Mm-hmm. I'd expect yeah. to not respond at all. I mean, as you said,
2: it's not a particularly – I'm going to say spicy tweet because I can't think of the word I'm looking for. But,
1: you it's, know. I think it's metonymy. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: metony, it's, yeah. I think the word you're looking it's for is monotony metony. for sure. Um,
1: yeah. Oh. Um,
0: well, let's let's use the word spicy. It's it's not you know there's not a punch to it. Um, yeah, that's the one I'm looking for. Yeah. It's just um, a soft slap. It's just a soft slap. It's, it's, but still, yeah. I think it could be classified as quote-unquote, like, oh, I'm getting a lot of hate online.
2: Well, I mean, it is direct negativity, isn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah. It depends on how the other person
2: a- takes it, really.
0: Exactly.
2: Yeah.
0: So we've covered a ton of ground here. We've mm. covered uh, self-worth. We've covered confidence. We've covered how we are enabled to criticize celebrities. We've talked about celebrity culture. We've talked about queer culture. We've mm. talked about drag race culture. When I spoke to you guys individually, I asked you to tell me your perception of the other person and i'm curious how that's changed so james i want to start with you has your perception of bob changed at all since being on this call
2: well uh as i remember while i spoke to you i said my perception i kind of tried to give you the perception of what i would have feel two years ago which mm-hmm. wasn't particularly good things coming into this call hands down i had no expectation i was like i've no idea how i was going to speak Judging mm-hmm. on, like, I've heard you speak a bit on politics. I'm like, okay, he's going to know his shit. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, perception now, uh, I think I think you're very easy to talk to, Bob. I think you're clear on what you're talking about. And oh, what I like you. about you is, like me, you laugh at your own jokes. I really like that. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't think I'm funny. How can I expect if I don't think I'm funny, how can I expect anyone else to laugh at my jokes? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not like If you can't laugh that. at your own jokes, how the hell are you gonna laugh at somebody else? Can I get a amen up in here? hey Bob, man the,
0: At the end of the um, Bob the Drag Queen show. That's what the um, yeah. the, the sign off line will be. Um, Bob, how has your – I know you didn't have any real idea of who James was. You just knew a first name and you knew a tweet. But has your perception changed at all of him?
1: Um, Not a whole lot. I mean I I didn't say it before, but I've always had a kind of a theory that hurt people hurt people. Mm -hmm. And James said that he was a hurt people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At time, I am one yeah. hurt person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you were. You were. You were one yeah. hurt people. Uh, yeah. Take. Take. Uh, one. Take one hurt people and call <laughs> me in the morning. <laughs> yeah. um, I misconfirmed that, but I do see now that James doesn't have. You know ill will toward me or that he doesn't still feel Mm -hmm. uh those ways and um i'm just happy that i got a chance to you know hear the the thought process of of someone who Mm. might say something negative about me online Mm -hmm. oh i'm I'm very happy you listened because it's always nice to talk about yourself isn't it (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, is. it is. it's always good to hear about people, too. It is good to hear yeah. about people. I mean, we really ask questions so people will ask us back. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. How was your day? Oh, what, you want to know how mine was, too? Thanks for asking. <laughs> um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, are there any kind of final things you guys want to say to each other?
1: I just want to say I've had the best time. This has been fantastic. Oh,
0: I'm so glad. Yeah.
1: yeah, this was really fun for me to have this discussion. I'm also grateful to Dylan for having me. Yep, I mean, it's, it's really oh. a joy to be on a podcast I listen to all the time. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if I'll listen to this episode. it going to be weird to listen to this episode. No, of, you uh, will. You uh, will. Um, yeah, you got, you got me. Uh, yeah. yeah, Red-handed.
0: Red-handed. No, I mean, it's – I really – I love doing this show so much. It, like I truly do I say this frequently on the show, but it um I love these calls. Like I I but in a in the most serious way, like I truly mm. feel better about the world after we hang up on a phone call.
2: That's lovely. That's yeah, nice. not, yeah. I really,
0: really do. It just feels good. And 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 this is no exception. I think um I think it's really fascinating to hear uh, someone who wrote a totally fleeting judgment, um, somewhat innocuous judgment, and then connect with the person they said it about, and and yeah. I don't know. Kind what of.
2: I'm, uh, what I will say is, I mean, I told you I've told this many times. I was so surprised when you sent me this, like. You remember you tweeted this two years back? Like, not at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who would have known yeah. that this little gay boy's thoughts would be, like, on this podcast at some point? What I've really enjoyed is thinking back to myself two years back and thinking, like, Jesus Christ, you're a completely different person, aren't you?
0: And you feel you've changed? I
2: feel I've changed for the best. I, I've also Good. I've also noticed that I'm a pretty negative person deep down, but I think I always knew that. So that's okay, isn't it?
0: Do you think you're still a negative person?
2: I think I focus on the positive to now. I think inherently I yeah. can't be very negative. But I
0: too I think yeah. that's
2: being a person, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You focus on the spoon.
0: Yeah, yeah, you focus <laughs> on the spoon.
2: Focus on the spoon, yeah. And I
0: spoon, think that's yeah. just, yeah, that's more an, an inevitability of human psychology than it is mm. um this like thing that is inherent
1: about us right or, or that makes us you've different. been diagnosed with the human condition <laughs>
0: yes yes yes
1: James, oh, so was, you're a full you, you have full-blown human yes
0: uh... full-blown human all over your body um well anyway i really do appreciate both of you doing this bob when you first reached out and were interested in doing it i was like totally you know mm. i think you're amazing and and i was honored to do this with you and and james it's really been so nice getting to know you through this process i think you're so oh. sweet and wonderful Same with and you, um yeah please yeah. um thank you guys and feel free to Chime in with anything else you want to say to close out.
1: No, it's been lovely. Thank you for uh, yeah. spending this time with us. Of yeah, course. All, all I can say,
2: Bob, is that I've really, really, really enjoyed my time with you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice <laughs> twin. I, 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 I
0: tried tried to three,
1: really, three, a really hour. Oh no, God no. No, it's perfect. 360, handy.
0: Well, we will all see each other on the internet. Sound good? Can't wait. Okay. Bye. If you'd like to be a guest on this show, please visit www.conversationswithpeoplewhohateme.com for more information. Conversations with People Who Hate Me is a production of Night Presents. Vincent Cachione is the sound engineer and mixer. Christy Gressman is the executive producer. The theme song is These Dark Times by Caged Animals. The brand new logo was designed by Philip Blackowl with a photo by Mindy Tucker. And this podcast was created, produced, and hosted by me, Dylan Marin. Special thanks to Adam Cecil and our publicist Megan Larson. We'll be releasing episodes every other week, so I will see you in two weeks with a brand new conversation. Until then, remember, there's a human on the other side of the screen.
1: dark times. Make it through these dark times.
0: Make it through these dark times.